Welcome to Hope Blooms, a podcast from the Early Pregnancy Loss Association. At EPLA, we seek to support women and families suffering early pregnancy loss by providing resources, education, and community. It is our vision that no one suffers miscarriage alone. In 2019, EPLA hosted Nancy Kingma for a community outreach event focusing on grief. A nurse and therapist, Nancy serves as a great resource for addressing pregnancy loss. She met with our organization's board and gave a public talk about grief during and after pregnancy loss. EPLA's Executive Director, Emily Carrington, recorded this podcast with her during her visit. This is the third episode of a four-part series recorded in 2019 with Nancy Kingma, a nurse and therapist. In this episode, we talk about fathers and their experience following pregnancy loss. Hello, and welcome to the Hope Blooms podcast, a production of the Early Pregnancy Loss Association. Today, we have nurse and therapist Nancy Kingma as our special guest. This is our third segment in a four-part series featuring Nancy. And last week, we talked about mothers and their experience after grief. So today, we are going to talk about fathers and what they might experience following pregnancy loss. So Nancy, thanks, thanks for having you back. This is great. My first question is, do fathers experience grief following loss? Yes. Now, everyone grieves differently. And so, um, as I said before, um, in our last podcast, women don't always grieve like women and men don't always grieve like men. But we will most of the time see a father grieve um, sometimes he may not want to show that he's grieving. And it so depends on what was modeled for him, um, what he saw in his family of origin, um, or whoever raised him. If he was told, um, big boys don't cry, um, your job is to support your family, um, he may hold that in. But many, many times you will see and I, and I had the opportunity to see this when I worked in the hospital and now again as a therapist, I see men grieving that loss and grieving it profoundly. You talked last time about a mother in the early pregnancy um, feeling like that baby is physically a part of her and how that's different than when she starts feeling the baby. For a father, what might he be experiencing post-loss as obviously he's not having the same physical experience and attachment to that child? Many times, and I'll hear fathers say this when I see them um, in my office um, or the woman, the significant other wife say this, that, you know, he says to her, "I, I just don't feel the same things that you have felt. And he did not feel that his body changing physically and he sees some physical changes of the woman, but um, it may be that there aren't really any changes that he can see because maybe these are just things that she's feeling, the nausea, her breast tender, whatever else. And so many times men um, with those early losses will have a struggle with that loss. They had dreams and plans most likely for this child too. When they are told that um, their wife or significant other is pregnant, so often their brain may go, 
these are the things I'm going to do with this child. And these are the things I'm planning on. And, and many times those dreams and hopes and plans came much earlier in their lives, just like for us women. For us women, it's maybe when we're playing with dolls, we think about when I'm going to be a mommy. Mm-hmm. Uh, for men, and, and men will say, well, I didn't have those dreams. But think about little boys in their cars or the little things that they parent their dinosaurs <laughs> or their whatever kind of toys they they take really good care of them and it's it's kind of the same thing where they're they're thinking about or may have even say to their parents as a teen you know when I grow up I'm not going to be a parent like you right, right so right. again there's dreams and plans that they have and until there is a pregnancy, they may not even think about that. But then all of a sudden, they just kind of come bubbling up. I I remember so many men that um, I worked with in the support groups who would say to me, you know, it just really hit me, Nancy. I um, went past a soccer field today and I saw a dad with his little girl. And it just hit me right then and there that I would never have that opportunity with that baby. And that again, many times you'll see that the the male will have dreams and hopes and plans for when that baby gets older, but the female will be thinking about breastfeeding and rocking mm-hmm. that baby and those early developmental stages where dad will be thinking about oh, things when they're a toddler or older and the, the things that he gets to teach his child or do with his child. Absolutely. We've talked about, you said a little bit, everybody grieves differently. Will fathers respond to this loss in the same way as each other? No, no, not at all. Um, Again, family of origin. And when I get significant other along with the woman in my office, I'll ask them, what did you see in your family of origin? What happened when there was loss? And it doesn't have to be a death. It could be dad lost his job. Mm -hmm. How did they respond to that? Do they talk about it? Did they sweep it under the rug? Did they, you know, did they cry about it? Did you ever see your dad cry? And they're going to most of the time model that most of the time, not always, but most of the time, because as we grow up, we're little sponges and what we see in our environment is what we believe is the truth. Mm -hmm. And so if they see a dad cry, and express his grief, then that's going to be okay to him. If they're going to be told, don't cry, right? they're going to stifle it. They're going to avoid it. They're, they're going to be an avoider of their emotions. They're going to suck it in. If they're a good boy, if they don't show their emotions, then they're going to pull it in. Right. That starts to talk about what some of the challenges fathers face in the aftermath of pregnancy loss, sort of in those days and weeks, whereas a woman is still going through this physical experience. What are some of the things that might be a challenge for fathers? I think one of the big things for fathers, and I hear them talk about this a lot, is that their grief is not validated by the community. So often someone will come to the father and say, how's your wife grieving or how's your girlfriend grieving? And not even recognizing that this is also a loss for them. So then that again is somebody else saying to them, big boys don't cry. Your job is to care for your wife, your significant other. And I think that's the burden there too. 
is so often, um, and not always, women can be fixers too, but so often men can believe that their job is to fix their wife, Mm -hmm. to get her back the way she was before. And he's not going to be able to. He's not going to be able to get this woman back to the way she was before. And so he may feel that burden, a huge burden of, and failure. Um, I remember one dad saying to me, and there are many others besides him, but this dad just really stood out where he said to me, I could control the things that happen at work. I could control the things that happen with my friends, but I couldn't control what was happening with my wife. And so I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. When I was with her, it just screamed out to me, failure. Mm-hmm. And, and he pulled away. And then he visualized her as being in this hole, this hole of grief. And the only way that he would be able to help her was literally to go down and get her out. And he said, I visualized that. And I just made myself go into her grief and be with her. And that was what pulled her into a better place, that we were together, that we were communicating, that we were doing our work together instead of me fleeing from it because it hurt me so bad to see what was happening to her. That's really profound. And into this sort of next question, how does a father balance this impulse to care for, protect, and love his wife um, or the mother of his child while also caring for himself and his grief? Well, that's a fine balance. And um, as I said in our previous podcast, communication. And if they need that they do go get some help from someone that can help them communicate so that they can just be able to sit and listen to each other. Because so often one or the other may take it as I'm failing you. I failed you. And it may be the woman. It may be the woman who says, I failed you because I wasn't able to keep our baby safe. And it may be the man who's saying, I failed you because I can't fix this. (laughs) And in reality, neither of them failed. And so for them to be talking to each other or having help so that they can talk to each other and be able to respond to what the other needs. And, And it could be that they only talk about their grief for maybe a half an hour each day, but they check in, mm-hmm. you know, did you think about our baby today? And he may say, you know, I was so busy. I didn't. And that's, that's how men's brains work. You know, men's right. brains, they, their brains, and we know this by research, they, they, they compartmentalize, right? Us women, we're weaving everything together and everything reminds us perhaps of that baby and him thinking that way or not thinking about the baby isn't that he's doing that to be mean or he's doing that because that's wrong. It's just how his brain works. And so to understand that, and that's, I think that's an important part of getting help is that somebody who can help them and understand this and go to someone who understands pregnancy loss Mm -hmm. and marriage and that they can help them navigate this. Um, There was a research study done many years ago that talked about a huge percentage of parents who'd experienced loss end up in divorce. And they found that that was a really poor study. And um, we know that it could get, it can get better. It can get worse or it can stay the same. 
But again, it depends on the other factors that were in that marriage beforehand. And so it's important if it feels like, boy, and I talked earlier about this roller coaster, not even being in the same car or on the same train of cars, how do we begin to come together so that we can begin to communicate? We can communicate and understand each other's grief that because I grieve differently than you doesn't mean I'm wrong. It means I'm just different. And then how do we come together and make this a stronger bond than what it is? I've worked with many parents who have told me that when they experienced their losses, one of the first things they did, because they had heard so many, you know, divorce or whatever, or so many separations, splits, that they said, you know, we're going to make this. We're going to do this together. Mm -hmm. And really, really worked on doing this together and understanding each other and supporting each other and getting outside support also. And I think that's a huge part of it too. If you put two skiers on a slope with broken legs and you expect them to hang on to each other and get down that hill without being a snowball at the bottom, right? they need people along the side of them, supporting them, holding them up, loving on them validating this loss and that's a huge part of their healing also absolutely and, and we've sort of we've talked about this coming together in the last segment we talked about how the father could care for the mother's needs and how they both need to communicate as you said what are some ways um and this is definitely a team a team effort i think we're making clear and a whole community effort um what are some ways that a mother might help care for the father's needs following loss, help understanding so that when he says, I didn't think about the baby today, um, that she finds relief and care, not um, responds with anger or do you even care? Um, and again, this might be different for every couple. Not everyone's going to grieve the same way or along gender lines, but um, how might she reach out and start that understanding? I think for her, very early in these losses, and for both of them, very early in the loss to have dialogue about how can we best support each other in this. And um, I think, again, they might need to reach out to someone. I know one of the roles that I had when I worked in the hospital was that at the bedside, of whether it was a miscarriage, stillbirth, or newborn death, whether it was myself or someone else who had been trained, and this is a part of, should be a part of hospital protocol, that we teach them the grieving process. Mm -hmm. We talk about what happens in grief. We talk about, you know, things that they may think I'm losing my mind, but they're not losing their mind at all because it's grief. Right. And I think that's a, I'm going to put that on the hospitals and physicians and agencies that support families in pregnancy, that that's one of the things that they do, because that is going to just set a, a platform for their grief, a broad platform, so that they can understand that, and then in that, they can help each other. And so her reaching out to him, if she can, um, and in her shock and numbness, and him in his shock and numbness, and saying, okay, um, like some of the couples that have talked to me, how do we get through this? What mm -hmm. do we need to do? I think an important part of this is 
that they remind each other of their love and that they are going to grieve differently. Absolutely. And they're, they both lost the same child, but that doesn't mean that they're going to grieve the same way in any way. Absolutely. That's so good. Well, we will have one more segment to talk here. So um, thank you all for listening to this segment of Hope Blooms podcast. Again, this is a production of the Early Pregnancy Loss Association. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you for listening to Hope Blooms, a podcast from the Early Pregnancy Loss Association. To learn more about how we and you can support women suffering early pregnancy loss, visit our website at miscarriagecare.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening.